I'd like to welcome today's guest, Point of Rentals web developer and future YouTube influencer, maybe current YouTube influencer, I'm not sure. Scott Plomer. Scott? Yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd like to say I'm a current influencer. Okay. Let's go with that. Or what, what do we agree on? Brand ambassador? Mm. Okay, that's why you have the shirt today. Yeah, it sounds a little political though, ambassador, isn't that like a whole thing? That's true. Does that mean you have diplomatic immunity? Maybe. Yeah, yeah. So next time when we go to Australia, because we're definitely doing the Australia trip, then maybe I get like like free breakfasts or something like that. I don't really know how that works. Sure, that's I'm sure that's the rule. Welcome to the front porch with Brian Beaudry. All right. Well, welcome to the porch. Uh, let's start with the basics. Who are you? Where are you from? And uh, we're not going to tell people to like and subscribe to this, are we? Uh, I mean, we should. Hey, like, comment, subscribe, ring the bell. It helps. Write down in your comments what your favorite question was. What's your favorite moment of this video? <laughs> camera two. You have I was going to say, that's the one that's looking <laughs> at you. Well, hey, uh, obviously, my name is, is Scott Plomer. I'm the web developer here at Point of Rental. I've been working here for almost two and a half years, maybe over two and a half years now. Um, I'm originally from Houston, Texas, Katy in particular, West Side. And um, before this, I was living in College Station for about eight years. I graduated from Texas A&M with a telecommunications degree, class of 16. And then I worked in College Station for about four years after that doing Mostly like electrical construction work, that sort of thing. I was gonna say, don't spoil it all. We gotta, we gotta go to the next. I know. Well, like well, Ian, a little I, bit of your history. Well, you know. Okay, fine. But I appreciate that you gave us a little bit more of who you are instead of just your name, like so many of our guests. Do. <laughs> hey, my name's Scott. Yeah, it made it a little awkward. You no, know. I feel like I missed out. I could have done like Scott, the Texas A and M. That probably would have been a better one. Ooh, yeah, it's a good classic football. Interview. Yeah, that. Right. Yeah, I can miss the opportunity there. Yep. Well. You mentioned a little bit about your history. So what did you want to be when you were a kid, whenever you first remember having that answer to, like, every every adult asked, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? I think it was a firefighter. But I, uh, this is probably when I was about knee high, and I think it was either that or, like, policeman was, like, the only two jobs you're allowed to think about. Where <laughs> very commonly broadcasted, yes. <laughs> which probably nowadays is, like, TikTok star. But, um, yeah, so which is kind of ironic that I eventually became on the other end of that and then the more real question that I had like throughout high school was like engineer until I realized I'd have to do math all the time. And I thought that was kind of lame. Mm. Okay. So when did you decide not to fight fires or did you have a firefighting incident <laughs> as like a middle schooler that you're like, no, I should do engineering. Yeah. You know, I never actually told you about my traumatic fire accident that scarred me for life, but I, it was probably just because I had like a toy fire truck and I thought that was cool. So then, hey, Scott, what do you want to be? And I said, fireman, so I could drive a cool truck around, which I think is probably should be about the number one or two reason to have a particular job is because of the truck. I was going to say, it is a pretty cool truck. Yeah, Definitely, uh, you know, you can carry around all your friends on it. Oh, uh, yeah, and you just turn the sirens on. You don't have to worry about traffic. I mean, the commute is just a breeze. <laughs> all right. Uh, so you had a few years in between graduating in 2016 mm -hmm. and, and getting here, and you mentioned some construction-type stuff. Uh, what are some of your career highlights as far as what you've done since your first job oh. before getting here, though? Highlights. Well, I mean, there's definitely some bright moments. I, one, of my, one of my favorite times is back in the day, I used to install just about every smart board you can think of in the KDISD like, school district like down in Houston. 
And I don't know if it's considered like a highlight isn't like, wow, how good you are, but more of, it was a lot of fun, uh, working nights. And then at like two o'clock in the morning, coming back to the hotel to, um, you know, drink beverages and hang out in the hot tub till six o'clock in the morning. Um, but that's in terms of like accomplishments, definitely, um, my, the career I had right before this, I was in name, essentially the director of fire alarms and extinguishing. So uh, it's pretty much as high as you can go until you actually get like the certifications to actually draw up the plans like closer to real engineering work. But in terms of being like a real field technician to being on the front lines of being that sort of salesperson kind of coordinating, you know, the entire process of the inspection of meeting with clients to tell them, hey, what, this is why you should go with us for us to install your system. This is why you should go for us to, to, to fix it and these sorts of things. And, you know, kind of taking the initiative and pulling the triggers on opportunity when they kind of presented um, themselves to me and just kind of, you know, especially when you like first get into the workforce, like really right after college, you don't really know, like, it's, it's a little different, even if you worked through college, right? Like you're still kind of splitting priorities and you're like, oh, I'm, I'm getting this degree to get that and these sorts of things. But it's, um, you know, not really knowing. It's like, what, what is Scott the person who works like versus Scott the guy who mostly works on school or does a little hobbies? And um, it was just nice to know that um, having the, the ability to kind of take the initiative was, is, is something that I was happy about and I'm still proud about to this day. Yeah, like that you combined your like childhood fire fireman wanting to be <laughs> and your high school engineer wanting to be, and you're like, hmm, what's what's exactly in between these things? Ooh, you, you know, <laughs> director of extinguishing. How did I never put that together? That's actually kind of crazy, but yeah, it, it sort of ended up in that sort of way. So it seems like you're you're living your goals as a kid. So why did are you now a web developer slash YouTube star? Because that seems like probably not the thing that you were planning on being as a kid yeah so it is definitely a, a career pivot and um i don't think there is really any uh similarities between the two though you can program fire alarm panels i was pretty good at that did you know that you can and like also you know when you're at work you know you're putting out fires all day and then you yeah except yeah and they're a lot easier than literal fires which is a little more high stress kind of like a sort of like a hey we should probably hurry up and do this right now rather than like i'll get to it by the end of the day yeah you don't do a i'll get that fire later <laughs> well sometimes the finger guns do put out fire um no so uh, it was just kind of a, a random thing so like i turned 25 and i was just like reflecting as one does on a sort of birthday that ends in a sort of easy number like 25 and i was just like hmm what i'm doing right now is fine but like is this what i really like is this what like is actually super fulfilling to me and what i sort of just you know had a whole little meditative process i guess i, don't know. I can make it sound like a super like i went up into the mountains and i i, I meditated with the the monks and i it's found my true self birthday. Yeah, but it was more like I, I drank too much on my birthday, and then when I was laying in bed, dizzy as all get up, I was just thinking, hmm, you know what's really cool? is like creating things. And I've always been fairly artistic. Like I was in, uh, I did jazz band in high school. I've always done art and drew, um, and even just like writing, which is something that I wasn't necessarily that great at. I definitely 
um, kind of honed those skills a lot more back in college because I was writing a whole bunch of different essays and things like that. Um, yeah, college be like that sometimes. Yeah, call it. You do. Fun fact, spoiler alert: you do have to write essays in college. They don't. They don't warn you about that one in high school. Um, and you know, I've always been interested in coding. I thought it was kind of interesting. I had a lot of computer science friends at the time too, so I would kind of bounce ideas and see, like, hey, I think these sorts of things are interesting. Do you think I could fulfill that? going this direction and they kind of gave me the thumbs up and you know after about an you know a year or so of studying and then yolo moving up to dallas fort worth because that's where all the (laughs) indeed job postings were i was like hmm, this plano and irving and arlington area seems to be a bit of a tech hub i've never been there before so we just kind of moved up and the rest is history that's I think the twenties is a good time to do that. Yeah, yeah. Easier than like, I don't know, sixty five to do the whole career pivot. They'll probably just tell you to retire and go home, but uh, you know <laughs> teach their own. I, I do like the idea of you talking with a bunch of your friends at like like age sixty five that have been doing totally different careers. <laughs> you're like, hmm, do you think I can do this thing that you've been doing the last forty years? I'm like, well, you know, job markets go for it. <laughs> Something like that. Uh, so what what is your favorite part about what you're doing here at Point of Rental? Gotcha. I mean, there's honestly a lot. This is the longest I've had like the same job too. So I mean, I know that, <laughs> that might that might not mean much to everyone, but it means a lot to me. And I think the one of the key things that keeps me here is that there's a lot of um, sort of variance to my job. I like that there's a lot of different ways that I get to sort of express and create. Everything from, you know, just making the landing pages to even just like helping out with the salespeople and and just literally this right here, what we're doing. Like, you know, this isn't like something I would ever have thought that I would be like, oh, yeah, I'm recording a podcast at work. But it's just like getting the opportunity to elevate, you know, specific projects or um, give uh, and empower other people to also, you know, if they want to create, if they want to kind of express however they want to express themselves you know for for work and for life and for anything it's like this has been like it's been amazing there's so many different opportunities to kind of you know i'm not just doing the same mundane task over and over again it's 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 great i love the variance good because i i apologize i wasn't trying to laugh at you earlier (laughs) i was picturing you trying to be creative in setting up a like fire extinguishing plan you're like you know what what if we had silly snakes that bounce up well, uh, yeah, you know, it would probably make it a lot funnier for when like someone's like some teenager stove catches on fire and they grab it and instead it's just a bunch of st- silly string and, you know, it could lighten the mood, you know, <laughs> they could be like, oh, you know, my kitchen's on fire, but that, <laughs> that was pretty good. So, I mean, I could see that, you know, maybe I'll have to go back to my, my old connections and see if they're open to I was going to say, I'm not sure that the insurance companies or, or anyone else would like this this creativity coming from you. So I'm I'm glad you found somewhere where the the coming up with new ideas. Yeah, when you're not when you're not you don't have a textbook about this big on all the things you have to do or you uh, get arrested is is definitely an easier. Uh, it's more open. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's hope you continue to not get arrested here. And uh, we have a book. We just haven't given it to you. Oh, so. well, two and a half years and counting. So we'll see. Uh, so how has life changed for you since becoming a YouTube star? Uh, you started doing a couple of our YouTube videos recently. Um, you, I, I give you credit as the person who said, you know what, if we're going to do YouTube and, and do these videos, maybe we should make a little effort so we have this nice background. Mm-hmm. That, wow. And, and we put a little more effort into our studios. We have a wow. pretty little uh, 
skirt on this table now instead wow. of the nothing that was there before. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So how how did you get into this, and and what are you looking forward to doing with your YouTube stuff? Well, definitely the the thing that kind of ignited it for me is when we were kind of you know the beginning of this year we had Jonathan Ingram's five year anniversary. And I just remember talking to him a while ago, like when, you know, like this is maybe a few months ago. And he's like, yeah, you know, and it's, it's like a big deal for me. And, you know, he was, it's definitely like a huge milestone. I literally, I've never worked anywhere for five years. I can, I can literally not imagine being at the same place. I was like, wow, that seems like a big deal. And obviously there's so many people in the company who've been here for 10, 15, 20, 35, you know, they're almost their whole life sort of thing. And I just thought it was a nice opportunity to, kind of give it a little of a, of a facelift and kind of elevate and like, you know, this is, this to me, I was like, I think this is kind of a big deal. Like this should be like a big celebration and not to say that the current like iteration was like bad in any way, but it's, it just felt like a good opportunity to kind of make it a little more grandiose to maybe um, express some more of our, our gratitude. I mean like, Hey, listen, you've worked for us for five years and over five years and we're hoping for five more. And it's, you know, this is the least we can do is to, you know, maybe kind of put you on a pedestal and just kind of say like, hey, we appreciate you. We're going to make this whole, you know, content around you and, you know, just kind of go from there. And then obviously it, it, it worked out. I think the, the interviews have been have been a lot of fun and I think we're planning on doing it for all the other ones for the 10 years and 15 years and 20 years. And mm, we're back to your every five years. 50 gotta, years. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Every, reevaluate what you're doing, honestly. <laughs> every year that is divisible by five and. Um, you know, kind of getting the, the sort of like architecture and everything like, well, the foundation's here for this. What does this allow us to do for other things? So um, you've been doing front porch for, you know, a, a good number of years as well. And it's like, well, this is another really cool project. We have the infrastructure here. Why don't we just, you know, with an extra camera or two, maybe this can really elevate it. Now it's potentially more customer facing. It's a little more professional. It gives us the opportunity to kind of post it all over the place. And um, YouTube for me is something that I've always had interested in. I, whoop, that was AC. It scared me. I was like, did someone close the door? No, but um, YouTube is something that I've always had an interest in and a passion in. Even back in high school, I was doing cool Pokemon Let's Plays back when, before they were called Let's Plays. And the idea of making a career on YouTube was ridiculous, but you just kind of get into a community and it's just fun to make stuff and talk about stuff and interact with people on this way cool thing called the internet you know i was gonna say back when i was in high school you know we didn't really have that kind of internet i was uh i was recording my let's plays uh, i had a vhs tv mm -hmm. uh combined combination thing uh -huh. and i remember trying to catch the game cheating because I was doing like a, a Need for Speed type thing, mm -hmm. and I swore like right before the finish line, this car popped up out of nowhere. It was not on the track, and just made me wreck. And it's like I was in first place you <laughs> the whole time, <laughs> and then I caught it on tape. I was like, and then you sent it back to EA or whoever, and be like, um, excuse me, you may notice that uh, and it like was a VHS, and I couldn't share it with anyone. <laughs> I was like, man, if only I had some type of internet and other re video recording device where I could share this. Yeah. I mean, this is the era like right before or I guess right after AOL. So, I mean, like instant messaging and these sorts of things was definitely like popular. But that was like right when the boom of like, okay, now you can actually kind of like like make a more legitimate like community and actually have your face and do video and these sorts of things. There wasn't a platform like that. So 
at the time it's, uh, you know, I can't even really tell you how I got started into it. Probably just cause I was watching YouTube and I thought, Hey, that was cool. I think this is fun. Anyone can do it and everyone can do it. So I, I did that for a long time and I really liked it. And then obviously I, I went to college, I had other priorities, but I've always made little things here and there and like live streamed with my friends. I just really like the sort of dynamic. So seeing the opportunity to also use it in a, you know, really good productive way of kind of updating our YouTube channel itself, making content for that. And it's like, we're just, we're just killing two birds with one stone. This is fantastic. All right. Before we get into your non-professional life, I want to play a game with you called Scott or not. So if you agree with this statement or if it's true, say Scott. Okay. You know, and if you disagree, obviously you would say not. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to need a reason for each of these answers. So mm. After show my work. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. Scott or not, you've hidden snacks so that no one else will find them and that you can eat them later. Mm. That sounds like a very Scott thing, but I'm going to have to say not because most of my hidden snacks, um, most other people also get to them. They're not very well hidden, but they're hidden to some people, but not to everyone. <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll technically allow that, I guess. Okay. Uh, Scott or not, if you could find out you were going to die or how you were going to die, <laughs> I guess everyone's probably going to die at some point. Uh, if you could find out how you were going to die, you would want to know. Okay. I'm not threatening you, just to be clear. Okay, yeah. Well, that's definitely a not. My biggest worry is, like, what if I die doing something that I'm really enjoying right now? And then I'm just like, oh, well, now I can't, like, I don't know, be on the, what do I do? Like, go work out or something. He's like, oh, yeah, you're going to get crushed by a dumbbell. I'm like, well, now I can't go to the gym anymore. I'm probably going to. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you're going to get hit by a golf ball. And I'm like, oh, well, now I guess I find another hobby. Yeah. <laughs> Virtual golf. <laughs> yeah. And frisbee or something. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. And of course you get hit by a golf and then ball. Come on. Frisbee golf. Curses. <laughs> All right. Scott or not, you've said unironically to someone else when I was your age. Uh, Scott, I probably did that today. It's, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm like 28. I'm practically, I mean, kids there, these days. Am I right? There are a lot of whippersnappers around the office. Oh yeah. When they're like, oh yeah, I was born in 2000 and I just feel like more wrinkles just appear <laughs> upon my face instantaneously. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, I would I would say use the Saving Private Ryan uh, meme, but Saving Private Ryan was pre two thousand because <laughs> I remember <laughs> watching that in high school. So yeah, um, Scott or not, you prefer working from home to working at the office. Mm, so right now it's Scott. I definitely have sort of like well, I'll just call it like mood swings on I'm like sometimes I, I really enjoy you know the atmosphere I like you know I like my setup over and over in marketing and it's nice to get out of the apartment every once in a while but I definitely feel like I go in like for a month I like to work from home and then for a month I like to really come into the office um, having that freedom is really great so right now I don't remember which one it was but it's Scott to working from home yeah that that is it, Scott okay. would be the correct answer okay, there Scott, for that statement. The right answer say, to most at things. At least I have this written down in front of me so I can help myself here. Yeah. Uh, Scott or not, you've lied about having seen a movie. Oh, Scott, I do that all the time. I don't. I almost never see a movie, but you know when someone's like, oh, yeah, no, I was doing this thing, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, I saw that, just so you can like keep the conversation going. Yeah. You I don't, don't want to have a discussion about like... And they're like, oh, you haven't seen this? And you have to be like, oh, no, I just haven't. I just don't want... And like, Then they try to convince you to see it. Yeah, you know, because like, I don't really go really to the theaters to. anymore. Or and then it's on streaming. And I can't keep... like I, I watch like one show a year because I'm like, oh, I want to watch it. Ooh, but you're the one they're advertising to. And they're like, 
if you only watch one movie this year. Yeah, no, that's that's literally me, which this year is probably just The Last of Us show. I don't think there's anything else I'm going to be... Well, I just can't get a... I don't know. Ooh, is The Last of Us going to be the last show you watch, too? That would be a bit sad. Mm. <laughs> All right, well, let's, uh, let's go into the commercial break. Aside from your people and your inventory, your data is the most important thing to your business. But when disaster strikes, there may not be enough warning for you to protect it. That's why we recommend routinely backing up your data with off-site, cloud-based backup services. When disaster hits, whether it's a storm, fire, or an angry ex, you'll be back up and running in no time instead of spending months trying to restore your lost data. Contact Quinn Rental Support today at 800-944-7368 and our IT experts will recommend some services that have proven effective for our customers. Now it's time to get to your interesting or perhaps hopefully interesting uh, non-work questions. Okay. So you mentioned golf earlier. as mm-hmm. It seemed like a thing that you were into. Uh, so how'd you pick up golf? Yeah, you know, I feel like it, it's almost like a uh, rite of passage that every kid has to like play golf at some point. It's just like something your dad just kind of like is like, play. it's kind of like the chess of activities. It's like everyone's just like, oh, you, you played chess with your dad or something like that. So, you know, it's just like my dad played and he's like, hey, Scott, you're like six years old. You're going to go play golf. And, you know, you're a kid. And you're like, okay, sure. Sounds good. So, and just in that voice too. But uh, I probably played until up until about, high school or so and then again with college just other priorities happen so you just kind of drop it and you so you weren't going to be on the tour oh oh no no definitely not definitely not i was on jv so it was it was bad but um (laughs) anyway uh i think it was uh once i kind of moved up into here and i got an office job for some reason i got a craving to like be outside for some reason and you know it's all the green too around here yeah maybe it's like subliminal messaging yeah Hmm, that explains a few things. And the hexagons kind of seem like the little dimples on some golf balls. Oh my gosh, it's all been connected. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, um, so it's just like, well, I have these clubs, and I was just like, well, we do like, live right, right next to a golf course, and there's a whole bunch over here, and I just kind of was like, all right, I'll just go to the range just to do some cardio. Like, why not? Like, let's go outside, and then just lo and behold and i was like you know this is kind of a fun way to spend the afternoon oh this is a nice way to spend the day and i just kind of been getting into it ever since and just trying to like play at least like twice a week or so and you know it just feels good to like be outside and when you can here in texas and just uh, have a i was gonna say it doesn't feel good to be outside (laughs) a lot of the time in summer especially you know have like a, a an activity that's a little like you know it's not like jogging or running or like weightlifting it's just like no you're just really swinging a club around so it's like you get you get going and you feel you know the like you actually like did something for like four hours but it's definitely easier to recover from and you can I feel like golf's a good happy medium. Like you're in nature, but you're not like that in nature. Yeah. And you're exercising, but you're not that exercising. Yeah, there's not many sports where you're allowed to also drink at the same time, too. And drive. You know? Oh, well, okay. Don't, yeah. don't drink it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to be fair, if you're up on the on the on the on the tees and you kind of have one of those like drinking hats, so you can drink and drive at the same time, that would be pretty impressive. Yeah. <laughs> all right so who is your ideal foursome i think that's a question you have to ask all all golfers gotcha so. for golf so um i'm gonna cheat 
there is a. Are you kicking yourself out of your force? No, no, okay. no, no. So there is a YouTube channel called Bob Does Sports, and they have there's three of them on the actual channel, and obviously they they do golf on YouTube, but they have the same sort of vibe that I typically am on the golf course, where it's like you know I am a I try really hard, but I'm not a try hard. You know, like I don't. I'm not competitive, but I'm definitely going to give it my best go. And I can't guarantee it's going to be great every shot, but it's like, you know, I'm outside. The course is nice. I'm here with my friends. Like, what's the worst that can happen? And they have the exact same sort of energy. They're like not all that great, especially for like YouTube golf where everyone's trying to be professional and a scratch golfer. And like, I'm going to go pro. And they're just kind of hanging out, enjoying themselves. And I'm like, this is the type of energy. And then I would get to meet them. So that'd be pretty cool. And you probably get to be on like an episode, I feel like, if you're... Oh, true. I mean, we would definitely get the point rental crossover. I mean, especially if we get a Callaway sponsorship. I mean, then it's like, it's practically locked in. Mm, there we go. Mm-hmm. Do they need into a money-making opportunity. I was going to say, could you rent golf balls? I feel like the insurance would be really high on those, depending on who <laughs> golf you... Golf ball would... is probably a bad idea. Yeah. Golf clubs, though, they do rent. I mean, golf carts? Hmm, okay. All right. All right. Future, future sponsorship incoming. Uh, any competitors you didn't hear? <laughs> <laughs> Okay, now who's one person that if you found out that a person in your foursome called out sick, so one of one of those three three guys, mm. it's like, nah, I can't make it, man. And you saw that they're going to join, you'd say, ah, oh, man, I just remembered, I have a thing that day. I, I'm sorry, guys, I can't go. Oh, so who I would not want to play golf. Oh, so who do I want to <laughs> make enemies with where I was like, oh, no. Who uh, maybe didn't know they were your enemy, and now you're just going to tell them. Oh boy, uh, I don't know. Probably, probably just some random person in politics. I, they probably play <laughs> golf. They would probably join last minute, and I'd probably be like, "Nah, I'm good." Yeah, you, I won't. I will not name names, but you know, it'll probably be almost any of them. But okay, <laughs> I don't All know. Right. Way to take the easy way out there, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> a very professional answer. All right, so say you get a free pass to any golf course, Ooh. an invitation. Whatever it takes to get you in the doors, because obviously some some golf courses are fancier than others. Some are public, some are private. Mm-hmm. Uh, what what course do you choose to go to, and why? Okay, I mean this may be this might be punting it a bit, which I guess I should say this might be putting it a bit. But I mean the Masters just happened. Going uh, to Augusta say, would like be. The easiest decision. I mean, to be fair, there's also this chance of like, well, should I maybe not go to like one of these like four major courses? Because if I go to play, I'm going to see every bit of the course and probably get side eye by any other person that's there. But it would be, I mean. You're not there during a tournament at least. Yeah, no, no, you'd get there like right before, right after. So you just get like the crumbs and. It would be, you know, if you go right after, there may be some people be like, oh, who's this guy? Maybe I should like sit and wait. You can just watch him for free. We just paid like $10,000 to watch on Sunday. I mean, you just see the Monday guy. He's not bad. He's pretty entertaining. He jokes around a lot. So, I mean, his jokes are funny. And maybe like maybe some of the pros like accidentally left their stuff on the course or Ooh, something. Oh, true. Get some like... free souvenirs. <laughs> just go swimming in the pond, like try to grab and like, oh, well, this is the maybe... golf ball that John Daly. <laughs> maybe their caddy forgot one of their pitching wedges by the green or something. Ooh, there you go. Okay. Yeah. So there, that would be my answer. It would be the Masters right after the Masters. <laughs> All right. Uh, what is, what's the best general advice you'd give someone learning the game? Uh, don't make your answer specific to me just because I'm asking and you've seen me golf. <laughs> <laughs> no um i but think, also do 
Okay. Well, definitely. Um, I mean, there's there's so much to the game of golf, and something that I've been focusing on recently is more of the mental way of playing it. Less of just like, oh, you shouldn't care about X, Y, and Z, because I feel like, you know, we're unfortunately fairly emotional creatures, and it's easy to get upset at either the game or your club or yourself or the weather, but rather how to carb, um, uh, sort of, if you have a particular goal, say like break 100, I want to make X amount of pars. And how do you can uh, compartment, compartmentalize? Compartmentalize. 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 Too many syllables. Compartmentalized. Yeah. yeah, just compartmentalize, compartmentalize. How you can make it into an array of options instead. So, uh, you know, being like, well, if my goal is to just, you know, beat 100, then that's like, well, you can technically bogey half of the holes and double bogey the rest of the half and then when you have it in that sort of mind frame and it's like okay well then instead of trying to get on the green in like two then it's like well John, this, this is a harder course or this is a harder hole so instead I can try to get there in four and even just recently I played a while ago just like last weekend understanding is like well at the end of the day I'm kind of like a bogey golfer so if like I've just missed the green it's like well that's okay. You just chip and two putt and then you go from there and you're going to keep reaching your goal and eventually you're going to have one go in. But instead of being frustrated or just being like, oh, I need to make sure I'm 170 yards away, but I have to be on the green because I have to have a birdie putt because I have to make part. It's like, no, like it's okay if it's a little left, a little right. Maybe you see it's you're, you're absolutely dead if you go too far. So you just choose one club less, you hit it over there, you chip, you two putt, you get your bogey and you move on. And kind of understanding that you can kind of put your goals in that sort of mind frame kind of makes it a lot easier rather than being like, this is a par five. I have to reach it in two. I have to reach it in three. And just understanding like, listen, if you're just trying to reach this goal, reach your goal. Like you don't need to like, don't get upset about these stuff that isn't like you're, you're overachieving. Just like, let's start at this and then we'll go from there. That's a, that's a good uh, general General outlook on things. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I take it. <laughs> I'm getting choked up over here. I, I know. I'm, I'm quite the orator. But uh, yeah, I used to play pool after after school with some of my friends, and they would always say like, "If you can't make it, make it so you can make it." Whoa! And that's what we do. Like that's pretty. Sometimes deep. you can't make a good shot, but you can set yourself up for the next time. There you go. I like that. All right, so. What's up with your various cats and or other anime references that it's like, I know that's from a thing, <laughs> but also I don't know what that thing is. So tell me tell me a little bit about, about those things that you uh, wear, wear at work and why. Well, definitely the most prolific thing I wear is representing a, um, a little thing called Pusheen, okay. which believe it or not, it's actually created in Canada. So mm. it's more of like, but it's, I just like anime. Yeah, yeah, but it's more of just like, well, it's a cute round cat, and I'm like, I mean, I like cats. I like little round things. They're just cute. That's fair. Maybe it's because I played too much Pokemon or something, so I'm just like, oh, it's round, therefore I like it. But it's just like, I don't know. <laughs> like it's it's there's nothing to explain. I just like cute things, and thankfully my my girlfriend is in the same wavelength, so she'll buy like really cute like lunch boxes, and she's like, oh, I got you a sweater, and you're like, oh my gosh, it's got a cute cat on it. Yes, I love this, um, which may not exactly be my like the vibe I give out, but I definitely, and when I, you know, eventually get a cat and some pets at home, I'm definitely going to go for the 
I was going to say, you're going to make it round or you're just going to like overfeed it? Well, or? no, no. I'll, I'll just get a, like a, a fluffy one. That's usually okay. the way to, that's a lot easier rather than so having to overfeed Healthier it. way to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Let's not overfeed cats. That's not a, that's not healthy. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just like, I just like cute things. I don't oh, know what to, okay. I don't know what to say. Well, hey, that's a good thing to go for. I think <laughs> I've always like kind of liked how if you're the person in the office who's known for like liking a specific thing, then people will be like, oh, I saw this thing and thought of you. And then they'll give you a bunch of those things. Yeah. So which, put out there that you like you think. Yeah, I know. It's great. It's it's great. All right. Cool. Well, hopefully you get more various uh, cute round cats. Or just gifts in general. I also things. gift cards are fine. I mean, I'm <laughs> cash. I'll get my own. Uh, yeah, I'll just, you know, it's like Christmas. I'll buy them myself. It's not a big yeah, deal. Okay. <laughs> All right, so I know you got f- involved in fantasy football this year mm-hmm. and that you seem to be more interested in it than I ever have been or most people that I know have been. Yes. Uh, so w- what is it you like about fantasy football? Well, so, so well, it's a lot of things. One, it's um, my addictive personality. Not that my personality is addictive, but that me personally gets addicted to things. Mm-hmm. Um, so I uh, just kind of got obsessed with it and uh, – as for mentioned, I am definitely someone who tries very hard, whether or not that's exactly the vibe or the mood. I just can't help but just really get into something. So, of course, uh, you know, when we first started, I was like, oh, you know, it seems fun. Like, I've never done one before. Why not? And then I watched a podcast and then I started looking at YouTube and then I started giving up like 15 million trades every week, which is, you know, a nice badge of honor. That trophy is on my trophy. <laughs> My, uh, my trophy, <laughs> trophy case. Yeah, you also started throwing out like nicknames for players that it's like I've never heard. This well, thing. I'm just bad with. Yeah, well, you know, it's because there's some players where it's like, oh no, you say their first name. I didn't know. I was just like, oh yeah, you know, John. And you're like, uh, oh, I wasn't uh, sure if you were just. I'm not sure if those were things from popular podcasts because I don't actually listen to them, uh, or if you were just making up the nicknames. You know, it was probably about a fifty-fifty clip. Okay. To tell you the truth, but um, Ooh, so I, future game is <laughs> did Scott make this nickname up or is it their actual nickname? Mm, yeah, maybe something for the podcast, but um, yeah, no, and it's in football is obviously like listen, I've been I lived in Texas pretty much my whole life. Texas, you know, football is a very like that's probably the number three thing in Texas next I was to I heard A and M likes football as well. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I went to a few A and M games, but even in like high school, it was like a huge deal, and obviously, I mean. It's not that Houston has a great football team, but, you know, I grew up in, like, a sports family, so a lot of them were, like, really into it. So I've always, like, saw football, like, in my whole life, but I never really, like, knew any of the players or, like, you know, in Madden you can choose all the different, like, defenses and, like, positions, and you're like, oh, yeah, you're in dime quarterback gun, and I'm just like, why gun? Like, that doesn't sound nice at all. And, and it was just one of these things is, like, you once you – dive into it and you learn more about the actual players themselves and more of like the history and there's so much more drama that you would just not know unless you really get into the weeds and as someone who just listens to podcasts almost 24 7 on just random things it was just like I just absorbed as much knowledge as possible and I had a lot of fun doing it and I'm excited to do it again here in a couple of months and uh, <laughs> we'll see how that goes all right well well good I have on here that I asked the question about podcasts earlier, but I clearly didn't do that. That's so, um, you know, I, I hear that you had a little bit of interest in doing some type of a fantasy football podcast. Mm, mm-hmm. Let's let's brainstorm uh, a okay. list of podcasts that that we should do. I'm, 
Okay, I so like top five lists. So if you have five, that would be great. Okay. So can one of my top fives be a podcast about top fives? Can that be my number one? I think there's okay. a lot of good things we could but, do there. Yeah. I mean, the rule of top fives is you start at number five and then you okay. go up to number one because no one, like, once you've spoiled number one. Like, okay. No well, then it. number two can be the top five ways of breaking top fives. Um, okay. I don't know that one's going to go <laughs> real well. Yeah. We probably wouldn't have that much content for it. But I do think like a music podcast would be really cool. I think there's a lot. This isn't, you know, Dallas isn't Austin, but I think there's a lot of cool stuff out there and definitely i mean that sounds maybe more of like a tmz-esque of oh what did taylor swift do but i think there's a lot of really cool music out there and like infinite amount of genres and as someone who's been playing music for you know almost as for probably like 15 years like i have i could talk about music for hours it was a lot of fun you know fun fact i was on the radio back in college did you know that That's i did not crazy. yeah i did radio for like two or three years back in a&m you were a radio host, a yeah, I had, well, playing songs. Well, it was like a playing songs, but kind of both. I had the like late night Ooh. Saturday night slot. I had the 10 to 12 where FCC. That's the slot where they just say, Dad, just do whatever you want. Yeah, you can pretty much. And it, it was a lot of fun. But um, so like I've, you know, I've, I don't think I'm, in, I mean, there's so many, again, there's so many different bands and genres. It's impossible to like be in tune with the music scene because yeah. it's literally impossible. Yeah be like being in tune with all of sport right and he's like well maybe of like one team or one type uh every sport know. all around the world every level um let me tell you about this sixth grade rugby team yeah. in australia yeah okay and then so i think music would be fun going off of random sixth grade rugby what if it was just like a weird sports podcast like obviously we can have fantasy football because we have a fantasy football team here yeah. but like oh let me tell you about why this random sport you've never heard of is actually the most fun thing you ever heard of. Like, you know, like, hey, I mean, I just learned about pickleball, which is probably not a very, like, an indie sport, but to me it was. Hey, now it's up and coming. Let's it's up ride and coming. That, ride that wave. The, the fastest growing sport in America, so says every YouTube video about pickleball. Named after pickles. Definitely it's the fastest growing one named after. Like, oh, like from Rugrats or? I'm just, no, I'm just saying named oh, after you mean, any type of. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah, it is yeah, the fastest. Yeah. Oh, you growing. mean like the dill yeah. sort of the yeah. ones that come in the, the sandwiches? Okay, gotcha. Yeah, there, gotcha. there are not many other sports that are named after pickles. That gotcha. I can think of. And then, um, oh man, we need one more, right? I mean, the fantasy. We'll say the fantasy football ones. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, there is also the, well, that's not really a, the cooking podcast. It's more oh, of a show okay. than a podcast, is it? Because uh, yeah, I, visual. I feel like a cooking one. Well, it could good. be like a charade situation and being like, okay, so then, you know, you're just going to knead the dough just like this. And then it's more of like a, an interpretation sort yeah, of as, thing. As the podcast I listen to, or I, I listen to a Levitard podcast a lot, and mm -hmm. uh, there's this guy on there who will always shout, theater of the mind, whenever he's acting out stuff. But everyone's <laughs> all like, no one can see you. <laughs> he just shouts, theater of the mind. <laughs> uh, all right. You turn a unique phrase a fair amount at the office as well and give you a high unique phrases of interest score if that were a thing like a fantasy language league or something. Gotcha. Uh, the one coming to mind right now is is bag of worms. Are, mm -hmm. are those intentional or are they accidental and then you just roll with it? Or are they just things that younger people say and I'm I'm just old? So I am known in my other circles of having things called Scottisms, which are phrases that only I insist on using and then I just say it enough times that I hope the rest of my friend group says it and then therefore 
becomes cool. Still trying to get low-key high C orange off the ground. That one has been a long-term project. I was going to say, that one's a bit long. To yeah, I think go. that's – yeah, we're, we're still workshopping that. Um, I would say it's definitely half um, my dyslexia and half of just rolling with it. And usually I'll just be rambling on about something and then I'll say it. And I'm like, hmm, that sounds cool. I'll just say that ad nauseum until – That's my thing now. <laughs> that's mine. <laughs> But I could have always sworn it was bag of worms, but now that I remember that it's can of worms, I'm like, that makes a lot more sense because, but because you can't, I mean, you can open a bag, but like if yeah. at the same time though, if it's already in the bag, it's pretty contained, but not as contained as like a can. But if you, you can, you can, can you can't close it. As well. you, I think well, that's the key. Yeah, I guess that would be the hard part because you can just but, retie a bag. I do kind of like bag of worms though. It's it's grown on me a little bit. It sounds I've, better. I've almost started correcting people. And then it's one of those things where you start doing it ironically, and then you start doing it for real. And it's like, damn it, where am I in that stage? Yeah, you know, if the English can get scheduled, then I feel like I should get bag of worms. I feel like that's, that's just fair. that's just a balance. That's fair. All right. Hicks again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry to anyone, any of our English viewers. or listeners. We mean it with love, 100%. Yes. Uh, what's something that you'd like to talk about but I don't know about? Because... Mm. I've done a poor job of stocking in preparation for this interview. Mm, something that... Like, apparently, I didn't know you were a uh, radio guy for several years. Yeah. Uh, I'd have to probably say... I think I may have told you, but I'm pretty into board games. We probably have, like, 50 at the apartment. I'm very excited to, like, be that guy. Like, when I have the house, there's, like, oh, this is, like, the tabletop room. And you get one of those, like, mm. fancy ones you would see online on, like, do I Reddit. And people are like, wow, I can't believe you did it. And they have, like, the compilation of them doing it for, like, six months. I want to be that guy that has, like, the really cool, like, setup. But we play, we have, like, board game nights probably about every two weeks or so. And there's definitely some games that I'm more competitive on than others. Like, Settlers of Catan is, like... If we're playing that, we're not playing for fun. Like, I've watched, like, you know, national level, of course, YouTube. I've watched them. And it's like, oh, yeah, of course, they live stream nationals. And then they have, obviously, like, personalities for it. And they're like, okay, these are, like, here's the strategies. And then literally I would watch videos of people, like, they would just randomly rearrange the board. And then they'd be like, okay, which are the best? You pick out everyone's settlements using, like, best practices. And you'd be like, okay, these are the ones. And then they'd be like, okay, now that you've done pausing it, here's what I think. And you're like, oh, I, oh, I missed this. Oh, yeah, I should have thought about that because if I put my settlement. So um, definitely some games like that and Monopoly, but I feel like Monopoly in of itself, you kind of have to because no one wants to be that guy who gets absolutely bankrupt and then you have to be like, just be the first one out and you're like, okay, guys, will you have fun for the next three hours? I'm going to go watch. I'm going to go to Cinemark, go watch a movie, come back, and then hopefully this will be halfway done by then. Incorrect. I absolutely do want to be the person <laughs> leaving the Monopoly board as soon as possible. No, but but I really do like board games, just all sorts of them, and um, that's one of the few things that really does like scratch my competitive itch. I don't know why, because I mean, they're pretty much children's games, but I don't <laughs> know. There's, there's it's something... a weird thing. You're like, sports? Nah, not competitive. No. Board games. Board games? Oh, you better believe. I'm going to... I might be salty, but All right, no. well, have have fun uh, when you have kids and you're, like, <laughs> playing Candyland or Shoots and Ladders. You're like... You <laughs> or it'll be, like, Shoots and Ladders, and it's pure luck, and you'll be like, keep losing. I can't keep losing. How are you so good at this? You 
just gets all the ladders. I just, I just need one ladder. This game is not balanced. Who balanced this game? All right. Uh, uh, before we get to our next break, uh, do you have any questions for me? Oh, do I? One second. Oh, gosh. I actually have a couple of questions for you, Brian. Oh, good. I'm make glad. sure I get this dramatically on the mic here. So Typically, it's one question, but... See, no, I see you've prepared. So. Yeah, and I think I'm going to might try to come up with a secret hidden question um, okay. on the spot. Um, so one of my favorite ways of kind of asking questions is in the format of over-under. One, going back to my addictive personality, which definitely bleeds into through gambling. But <laughs> for those who don't know, over-under, essentially, you're, you're given a number and you're supposed to put a bet or what you think is it going to be over said number or under said number and most common things like are they going to score how many touchdowns are they going to score like you know the over under is three are they going to score more than three or less than three so i have a couple of over unders for you brian that i'm genuinely very curious to see um your opinions on these sorts of things and they have our well, a variety of topics i'm glad you're asking questions you're actually curious about the answers for so that's good Yes, I just want to, you know, we're very genuine here. All right. The over-under is 11.5. And, and play at home, by the way. We want to see those in the comments. Ring the bell. Oh, see, that? that's why I'm yes. the YouTube guy. Yes, make sure, make sure to type in what you think these that, answers are. Remember, that are. one's not working right now. Make sure you, you, yes, you, Matt. We'll get to that. All right. Over-under is 11.5. The number of games the Dallas Cowboys will win before playoffs 11.5 i'm gonna say over i think take the over yeah i think it's a it's a longer season these days and division not great okay it's understandable i think they won like 14 last season yeah so you're expecting them to be fairly comparable i think they'll be fine okay you believe in dak they got rid of ezekiel though you're not worried about that i don't think the zeke mattered they only got tony pollard i mean they're gonna have to draft another running back i mean you know this i know this I've I've still been watching. <laughs> Pollard's got it. <laughs> All right, so we got the over. I'm gonna make a mental note of that. Let me write that down. All right, the over under is two hundred and fifty thousand. The number of words you will write for slash during work before you retire. For reference, the best selling smash hit novel of 2022, Rivetstone, is approximately seventy five thousand, which fills up over. 250 thrilling pages of fast-paced fantasy action and adventure now on Kindle. That's Rivetstone. 250,000 is the over-under. Uh, I would have to guess over. I really hope that there's no way of tracking this because... I mean, you can't. All of your stuff is on. You could just combine say, it's all on Google Docs. All of the Google Docs together. It would take me so long to find all of it. I, I yeah, I don't want to deal with it. I thought that would be like a fun just just to see how many writes you in in a quarter, and then you could probably. I really want to know what my percentage of Google Docs generated within <laughs> Point of Rental. That you know that is. might be that might be a ooh, ooh, that would have been a good over under. All right, so yet again we got the over. All right. The over-under is 3.5. Your placement in the point-of-rental fantasy football league before playoffs start. Now, I, I don't remember if you won or you came in second or if you all did a draw. We, we did a of, co-champions because of the, the whole incident in Buffalo. Okay. Now, when we're saying over, does that mean it will be like I'll be finished first, second, or third? Yes, or, yeah, okay. or fourth and down. So okay. it's almost like do you think you're going to be top three or not? But again, yeah, the over-under is 3.5. 
I'll say realistically, probably under. Oh. I, I got very lucky last year. None of the people that I wanted were available, so I just ended up with like all of the best players. And it was Mahomes like, oh. Kelsey stack was definitely a potent. <laughs> Jefferson Jefferson Kelsey. was great. Yeah, did you had, have you had up, Waddle too, didn't you? Yeah, Waddle was good. Waddle too. was a steal. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna go around like round two this year. So yeah, so I had a ridiculously good roster last year. I can't imagine that I will be nearly as lucky next year. All right, you locked it in at the under. All right, two more, Brian. You're doing great. Thank you. Appreciate you. I, I needed to get some type of under. I mean, everyone loves betting overs. Yeah. So yeah. I had to find an under. You're a fantastic guest. The over-under is 50. The number of years before the early adopters of USB-esque data ports are installed in people's bodies or heads for functional purposes. Okay. And just so we're clear, early adopters is... Like public early adopters, not some yeah. freak in his basement. Yeah, this isn't like, like the two guys in in some lab who just had a crazy night and now has like a freaking you know VGA <laughs> port within their leg. No, this is like it's not could, the upgrade of the we took your kidneys and we replaced. Them. No, no, this is like technically you can go out there. Think of like electric vehicles back in like 2021, where it's like, well, they, they were out there and like some people had a Tesla versus like now you can't see a commercial where it's not. So this is like or the early, parking lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, so this is like, it's technically, you know, it's still a okay. little like, it's not like, every, this isn't like cyberpunk or Star Wars or something like that. Okay. It's, it's, it's still like, it's out there, but it's not like out there. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say, I hope over, but I have... I don't know. I see uh, too much enthusiasm about leaping forward into technology mm -hmm. that maybe we should think about leaping into bef before we leap. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I think it might well be under. Brian, known anti-leaper and uh, not excited to get going like, to the metaverse. But I like you know, to look before I leap. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll go hang I out with I think maybe it's because I like what I have now. <laughs> Whereas like before, you know, hey, I jump because like, eh. Yeah, but what if what, you have what, what you have now, but now pixelated? Think about that. <laughs> Think Good about point. that. Good point. There you go. All right. You've been doing great so far, Brian. We got the last question for you. All right. Good. The over-under is 4.5. Okay. The number of mats point of rental will hire in the next 10 years. Oh, people. Uh, for a second, I thought you were like, welcome mats. Okay. No, no. The, that would be an easy under. I don't know if we have a single one so far. <laughs> okay. Well, you did make it a little trickier. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. Based on the last couple of years, I'm going to have to go. I'm going to have to go over. Okay, but you're not worried that we've hired every mat within like a general because there's only so many, and I feel like we have probably about the lion's share at this point. That's true. I'm thinking about how many mats I knew before coming here, and I don't think it was as many as work here. Yeah, I only had one, and now I think I know about seventeen, yeah. give or take. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna stick with my four point five. Okay, taking the over or, or the over. I, I think we'll get at least five in the next ten years. That's fair. You know, that's that's one every two years. That's a pretty healthy clip. I yeah, I, th admit. I think it's illegal to discriminate based on name. No, I think it's just frowned on. Yeah, but yeah, especially if it's you know in the sp specific mats. I was, I was just wondering if there's going to be a mat freeze and be like, look, guys, we got too many mats. Like we need to stop. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's it. But uh, but you know, that's 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 all I had off off the top of my head. Just a couple of questions for you, and just wanted to get to know you a little bit more. And uh, yeah, so hopefully that that worked out. There you go. All right. Well, uh, thanks. Uh, let's get into the five important questions since uh, you know we're done with those. Five important questions. Five important, five questions. important questions. Five important questions. What would you say is your greatest success in life? Oh, yeah, we get. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's <laughs> like a, we have to take it from jokes to boom. 
All right. Real yeah, my deep greatest serious stuff. success in life. Yeah. Um, honestly, I have to say, like, it may, it, it may be, it may be something, but I'm just saying, getting this job was honestly like I took a huge risk. I moved in the middle of 2020 to a complete career pivot and know exactly where I was going to go. And if hopefully I would get a job by the time I move up there and I run out of money very quickly, but, um, you know, just, you know, committing and like sticking to my guns and putting myself out there. And again, you know, just seeing the opportunity in front of me, pulling the trigger and just being like, all right, they're willing to take a chance on me. Let's do this thing. And the rest is history. So that's, that's definitely one of my prouder moments in general other than rivet stone which you can still buy on amazon all right i like i like that one uh there's definitely something to be said for just like hey i believe in myself this is gonna work out yeah (laughs) see what happens which is good because so far i'm one out of one if i go for it the second time you know you never really you know (laughs) you're like i like i like 100 percent success yeah i'm officially retired from those sorts of things so we'll see (laughs) all right uh, maybe that gets into the next one. So what is your greatest fear? Oh, hmm. Mm. Do we want like a super like, like, like serious answer or just kind of like a general answer? I want your real answer. The real answer. Oh, I don't know. It might be kind of sad, but like, you know, so back when I was doing um, my previous career, doing a lot of fire alarm stuff, one of our more popular industries that we got into was doing this for like retirement homes these sorts of things you know they're huge buildings obviously they need to be inspected in there since they're housing you know like you know elderly and it's like practically almost like a hospital and how strict the regulations are there's a lot that you have to do it's a very thorough process and even just getting there and to do maintenance requires a lot of you know black you know a lot of red tape and doing all this like paperwork and just even getting into there and they're you definitely see a lot. And I mean, I've been into millions of college dorms. I've been into, you know, hundreds of hotels all around Texas, just traveling and doing inspections and maintenances. Um, But every time I did like a retirement home and there's always a few people there where you can tell that no one's kind of really visited that room. There's no one who's really you know, even maybe knows that they're obviously like, you know, the retirement home, the hospital will know that they're there, but like no yeah. family does, no really friends do. And, you know, they're probably just like scared, you know, they've, they've had their whole life to really think about like, you know, their last few moments and there's no one there to really comfort them. Just a bunch of strangers, just a bunch of wheelchair, just a bunch of people like them. And it's kind of horrifying. Just imagine just being just not in your house, just in a completely random place that you were just put there and that's just it you know yeah i was gonna say one, one of my fears is similar to that one but it's just like the whole like dealing with alzheimer's and like not having your memory it's like huh, i wonder if it's better or worse to not be aware of where you are in in that type of situation yeah yeah so hopefully i'll be able enough to at least do like a freak skydiving accident because at least that might make public news you know yeah go on the cool way yeah, or maybe... Or at least, like, like you'd have a really cool view on the way down, at least. Mm, maybe some sort of, like, Wicker Man situation, because then that would probably also be interesting. Uh, yeah, hopefully you're not having a situation where 
I was I was seeing the reviews for like the 70s version of Wicker Man, which had like great reviews, and then I was like, everyone, we got to go see this movie. Mm. And we saw the you know the 2006 or whatever version. And yeah, it was weird. Yeah, yeah. I never I never saw those. I'm coming clean. I've never yeah. seen either of the okay. Wicker Man. I, I was, you know, you, you, I'm a changed <laughs> man since you've kind of you you kind of shined a light on me on how much I lie about movies I've seen. I never seen the Wicker Man. Okay. okay, well that's that's from my era where I used to watch movies. <laughs> Nicholas Cage is in there. Yep, that's that's the one I saw. There's bees in it. I know that much. Mm-hmm. He does shout bees. There you go. That's really all I remember <laughs> from it. Except for, a, it's like many Nicolas Cage movies. Let's say, it's like, this seems like it was just a way for you to hang out with uh, a bunch of women. I, I respect would. that. Yeah, it's like, I mean, fair, but. You're yeah. on your movie star. <laughs> <laughs> all right. If you could tell first day at work, Scott, one piece of advice, what would you tell him? Hmm. Probably to talk to more people. You know, I think it surprises people and uh, I, I'm like no I'm, I'm fairly introverted I'm not like I'm, I'm very homebody I don't really socialize that much um, and especially just for me with just dealing with like general anxiety and these sorts of things it's just that opening up to people and actually getting to know strangers is something that I've constantly struggled with and what's been great is since everyone is so nice here it's given me the opportunity to improve on that so I'll go talk to sales I'll talk to people in marketing I'll try my best with the other departments, but you know, we're getting there. <laughs> Listen, it's, uh, it's slowly but surely, but, um, uh, you know, there was definitely a, a good six months, almost a year where like, I didn't really talk to anyone or get to know anyone. I just knew there was this, this scary tall guy who sat behind me who, whenever I asked him a question, it sounded like the worst mistake I ever made, but you know, it's, I would just tell him just like, relax, just talk. Everything's going to be okay. And, um, you know that's what we're doing now, and everything's working out. So, but that's what I would. That's what I would tell first year Scott. All right. Well, you don't have a chance to operate. You, you can't go back and talk to him. Just, oh, just are you know. sure yeah. we can't like send this back and nope. unless we get okay. Not, not until the time no show. back to future sort. Okay. Okay. Got it. Oh, now, uh, what's your most embarrassing moment as a pointer? Oh, most embarrassing. Hmm. 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 Well. Well, man, I'd have to bust out the banjo for every time I've been embarrassed on something. It's quite a lot. But um, one of the, the, the points that um, stick with me still is around the beginning part of when I was working here. Um, obviously, it was during 2020. There was a lot of lockdown things. And I think even now there's a very like some people are in the office, some people are not. And, you know, eventually we do like little things and it's like, okay, it's safe for us to go hang out somewhere at like, uh, like a go get pizza or go to, go to, what was it? Dave and Buster's. I was going to say Chuck E. Cheese. I'm like, that's not. Yeah. Go <laughs> to like, Chuck E. Cheese. Well, yeah. What's the normal? Yeah. Yeah. So you like a Dave and Buster's and you like talk to these people and you just be like, uh, like, you know, you don't know them. You just yeah. kind of assume that like, oh, I'd never seen them before. They've probably been around for six months like me and you just kind of like act in a certain way or just like say hi in a particular way and they're just yeah. like oh so how long have you been working he's like oh yeah you know it's like 10 years and it's like oh well it's good to meet you and then what's great is that this carries over year after year after year where even now like during our like you know we just had our our, our 41st like birthday party some people may see and so, anyway <laughs> we, we won't get into the social politics of which year. Point I, I was going to say, is, except also Wayne doesn't want it to be called a birthday party. Uh, what is he? What would he prefer? I, to I don't. Be I don't know. But all right, forty-one Wayne days, um, <laughs> <laughs> um, years, and uh, you know that's something that you still run into where you're like, oh, and he's like, oh yeah, no, I've, 
here for like 15 years and definitely as someone who's now taking the initiative on all the anniversary stuff, it's just like, oh, well, now I've taken these embarrassing moments and now it's part of my job of being like, hey, I have not really talked to you in the two and a half years I've been here. You've been here for like 15. My name is Scott. Good to meet you. And it's just like, okay, at least there's now something here that like a mechanism for me to at least like introduce myself and not yeah. embarrass every interaction I have with people who I think are new, but have uh, been here since I've even been in Dallas. And it's just like, oh, there you go. That is fun. All right. Well, sorry you've been sentenced to death because not knowing how long a pointer's been here and expecting them to have been here for only a short while is now punishable by death. So uh, what what is your last meal? Ooh, okay. Well, you know, hate to see you go, but it is what it is. Um, so I think it would have to be like the classic Thanksgiving spread. So like you got like your roasted turkey, you got your gravy, mashed potatoes, little biscuits and green beans, and, and make sure it's like in that plate so you can kind of like mix it all together into like one like – slosh of a sandwich that you just kind of bite into okay and then a little bit of pumpkin pie at the end big pumpkin pie guy i know this everyone at home knows this i've always been a big pumpkin pie guy a little bit of whipped cream on top essential okay i like that you already went into dessert usually i have to prompt people for that do you have a a drink uh, a beverage you would like with this final drink well i mean it's your last one you might yeah i mean been drinking whiskey cokes for a while. I guess I'll just stick with that. It's a good way to go. All right. Well, I'm glad you have it <laughs> thought through. Hopefully, you don't actually get put to death. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You and me, you and me both, Brian. <laughs> good. <laughs> uh, if you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be? Oh, oh geez, this is really. You can only change one thing, though. You're really starting to sound like my therapist now, <laughs> Brian. I don't know if I appreciate this. Um, this is, by the way, this is like a magic wand type situation oh, where it's like you don't okay. have to actually go through the work of changing oh, Okay, so if it's like, oh, I wish I was six foot even, they could go bibbidi-boppidi-boo and I could. Yeah. Okay. And this isn't like some sort of genie situation where I'm like, I wish I was six foot and they're like, oh, now you're made out of six feet. Yeah, it's, it's not It's not a monkey paw situation. Oh, okay, there's no... The, the, there's... the genies aren't evil. The, the monkey paw is cursed. Mm, okay, okay, all right. Um, if I could change something about myself i think man well, there's a lot to choose from i talk about spoil for choice let's just say uh i'm definitely very hard on myself i think i put myself to a fairly high standard and oftentimes that will bleed externally so i think you know and it's constantly something i'm working on so if i could instead of like constantly working on it and it becomes like this grand thing i can tell people 10 years from now about how i changed i could just be like no i'm just a cool guy now i think that would be it you know i think it'd be good to be a little more reasonable with myself and also on others these sorts of things so that'd probably be it thank you for providing an example of how how you don't have all all that uh confidence in yourself all the time at the very beginning of that that was very nice yeah no and 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 a six-pack that would be the other one (laughs) Nice. <laughs> I was gonna say, I, I, I mean, my, mine was just that I wish I could dunk because, like, you can't just, dunk just to be able to. I mean, you're. I feel like I, if you do this, you're already touching the rim. Don't you gotta go on your tippy toes, Brian? That, that's how. That's how uh, limited my jumping ability. Notoriously is. much taller in person. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. <sighs> <laughs> All right. If you could change one thing at Point of Rental, what would it be? Okay. 
Has this really only been five? I feel like this has been more than five questions, but okay. uh, you know. One thing at Point of Rental. I'm not good at counting. Um, this is going to be controversial. I'm going to say the brand colors. Okay. Well, good luck with that. Yeah. I, you know, uh, probably a past Scott would be like, you know what? I bet if I really push for this, because um, my favorite color is purple. I know this. You know this. Everyone at, at home knows my favorite color is purple. <laughs> you and Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. Me. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. True. True. Hey, nice, nice deep cut Star Wars reference there, Brian. I like that. Um, you know, maybe it's just because it's like, you know, you see green enough times, that'd be cool. And then we also have like all of our different product colors. But now I guess we're not using red anymore. So I don't know if that's technically a brand color. If we here at the YouTube Point of Rentals studio can now utilize that as our brand color because that's on brand. Maybe, I don't know. But mm. I mean, purple is just a nice, it's a nice techie color. You can use it for gradients. It's great on shirts. You can do it like a bright neon. It can be like dark and like you can use it for like dark mode stuff. And it's great for CTAs. It's great pop color. You can use it in all sorts of things. So no purple. Well, I like purple as well. Maybe uh, podcast purple is the color. Ooh, welcome to the podcast purple. Ooh, number seven, <laughs> podcast about colors. <laughs> all right. <laughs> no. You know, it'd be like the history of colors. It'd be like, oh, what's your I favorite? Mean, it could be a whole thing. Like funny hex codes. I feel like codes. it's going to have a lot of research. Involved. Like maybe there's one hex code that looks like, you know, it's like, oh, it's 80085. Ha, 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 ha. That's funny. Like, I mean. Maybe we'll do that as a uh, as a bit, at least on on the front porch. Okay, I'll keep that. All right, we'll write that. And then it can grow into a, a bigger thing. All right, so what is your spirit spice? Oh, yeah, spirit spice. All right. Hmm. And we're not we're not talking about like spice girl spice, but like like it's if however I, you want to interpret it. Okay, okay, I'm hoping that one day someone interprets it as one of the spice girls. But yeah, if I knew any of their names, I would do a bit here. Would be like, well, I'm actually really spiritually connected to pepper spice. Is that one? Is that one? No, no, there's no pepper. Red spice. Ginger one of them have worked. Ginger. There, yeah, I have a spiritual connection to ginger spice. You know, I think. Um, I don't know. Is this technically a spice? But, you know, if you go to, like, that classic, like, mom and pop, like, New York-style pizza joint, you know, where you sit down and you they have, like, those tables with the tarps that's got, like, the red yeah. checkerboards, you know, these sorts of, like, things. And Not a spice, get, but yes. You get, you get, no, no, listen, I'm working towards it. And, you know, you got those, like, big slices of pizza that you can really only fit on one plate, and you're yep. like, oh, I only washed, you know, like, okay, I'm going to use two hands for this. It's a whole thing. And then on the table, right? You know, so they always have, like, the one thing for, like, the little shaky shake Parmesan cheese and those cute little things. Yep. But right next to it, there's those little chili flakes. Ooh, okay. Big fan of those chili flakes. I put it in everything. Chicken, uh, baked potatoes, pizza, unsurprisingly. Yeah. Burgers everywhere. It's just so good. It's just so good. You can put it in everything. All right. I'll allow it. I think it's just red pepper flakes. Yeah, it's probably just red pepper. And it's nice because it's like, I like it. And it's like, it's a little bit spicy, but it's not that spicy, which I feel like is a good personification. You know, I'm like. Uh, just put that on my business card. Yeah, yeah. Just just the right amount of spice, okay. Scott Plummer. All right. TM. Tell me a secret about Point of Rental now. A secret? Right now. Right now? Oh, man. There's a lot of snacks that people don't know about. Well, don't tell other people about that. Well, you just, well, <laughs> I, 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 I mean, never, I, never mind. Delete I couldn't that. tell them Delete about it. the secret club. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Fair. fair yeah. Fair. I mean, yeah. Okay. Password swordfish. <laughs> That's not how you don't tell people about things. Oh, they won't believe me now. Oh, okay. Good. What is something, whether relating to our software or not, that you could teach a three to five minute class about? 
Well, it's definitely on brand since it is my job, but web design, I think, would be a good one. There's we 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 work with a lot of mom and pop stores, and there's a lot of variety in how much they've invested in experience with general design and how they want to present like their e-commerce shop, which is even if you're not selling things directly on your website, I mean, that's where, I mean, no, not a lot of, maybe you're reading the yellow pages. You seem to maybe, but like, you seem like the type of guy that would read a yellow page. They don't send but, them around anymore. If they were on my porch, I'd get them, but there you go. The, on, on your front porch. Exactly. Oh, thank but, you. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I mean, it's, it's obviously having a, a good online presence is, is key. I mean, if someone looks up and your site looks, suspicious no one's going to want to call you no one's going to want to give you their information and they're going to move on to the next person who actually did decide to invest into it so i think there's a lot of little things that just anyone can really do it's just educating them and letting them know like hey you just need to move x y and z and it's going to look 90 percent better like it's it's you know, a lot of the little things really add up when it turn, uh when it comes to these sorts of things all right cool well that was it i think I think it seems good. like something you'd be excited. My normal follow-up is, what would you be excited to teach a three- to five-minute class about? Mm, fantasy football. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a weird class, but okay. Well, thank you, Scott, for chatting today. And to anyone who made it to this point with us, uh, thanks for listening. And see you on the next episode of the report. Oh, we'll leave the light on for you. What? Dang I don't know. Oh. Jules wrote this one. Hey, Brian, thanks for having me. <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> <laughs> we'll keep the porch light burning for you. That was the uh, actual official ending. So, okay. yeah, we'll keep the porch light burning for you. Thanks for dropping by. Thanks for having me, Brian. You can just edit this in. Yep. We can wave to the camera. Bye. Like, comment, subscribe. Ring that bell. Post down in the subscription. What was your favorite moment of the podcast? Make sure to leave a timestamp and let me know. Will the Cowboys actually win 12 games? I got the under. It's telling you, you know, I got the under. Their offensive coordinator was literally like, we want to score less points this year. We need to give our defense a break. <laughs>